to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey, everybody, it's Jody Katz, your host of Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. I'm grateful that you tuned in. This week's episode was recorded via Zoom since we are still all under quarantine. It features Frederick Fakai. He's the founder of Fakai, and he's also the co-founder of Bastide. And if you missed last week's episode, it featured Diana Brasino. She's the CEO of No BS Skincare. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Zoom Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast episode. Today, I'm so excited to be with Frederick Fakai. You know him as the founder of Fakai. He's also the co-founder of Bastide. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Thank you for having me, Jody. Still delighted to be with the Where Brains Meet the Beauty. That's a great title. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for using our custom Zoom background. You're the first um, guest who's um, put it into their Zoom rotation. So we're very proud. Thank you. Um, I wish we were together in New York City doing this in our um, studio, which is the image of your background. But um, we'll, we'll make do now and we'll get to see each other in, in real life sometime soon. I agree. I'm, I'm quarantine, quarantine fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we dive into some of the really interesting backstory um, of your career, let's talk about, you know, what, what's happening in your world as a business owner right now. You know, we're, um, I think this is week seven or eight or something of our, um, you know, Stay, working from home, staying at home, and really trying to um, let the, the virus run its course. Um, what's happening in the world of your businesses in general right now? You know, it's a, it's a very interesting world. I mean, obviously, you know, we have to do the best we can with what we have here, but we just learned how to, to work differently. You know, obviously, Zoom, we're doing that now, but Zoom has been a, a part of our life. You know, we find that actually we work much harder I mean, my calendar is, 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 is certainly much more filled than when I used to be at the office. So, so what we learn is that actually, you know, we try to, to connect as much as we can so we don't feel too remote. Um, I also encourage, and uh, I think I'm the only one who bugs everybody like this, but to, to pick up the phone and have call sometimes are supposed to respond on a text or an email just to get to get a little bit more connection. But what we found out, you know, business-wise is that the behavior is completely different. Obviously, everyone is at home and everybody is on, on their computer. So we had to obviously shift everything to our D2C and, uh, and, and really uh, actually it's a great lesson. He learned, he teaches, teaches us how to be more efficient, to be more performant on D2C, and uh, to, uh, to acknowledge uh, customer uh, uh, behavior and uh, customer uh, requests and try to, to do the best we can to do customer satisfaction. So, so I think this is the, the plus of this is that we learn how to, to, to be more efficient on our D2C. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's such a fascinating time and you're a, a, an entrepreneur uh, multiple times over. And I think that this is such an interesting vantage point for the crisis, right? Um, to, to work in an entrepreneurial way and lead a team um, and 
have your business be able to grow and still connect with the customer during this time. It's super challenging. So let's go back in time a little bit to 2015, which is when you acquired Bastide, which means country home in French. Um, why did you want to own uh, a business again? That's very interesting. You know, when I sold my company in 2008, uh, uh, you know, I was, uh, 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 I became a consultant and, uh, uh, and I all of a sudden felt like uh, 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 on the passenger, passenger seat of my company and not, not steering the company on the, uh, in, the, in the way I wanted. And we bought a house in my hometown in Aix-en-Provence, you know, a beautiful house, a Bastide, and, uh, you know, we realized that our life changed, our way of life changed. We, uh, you know, were very careful to, to eat uh, with incredible ingredients. So uh, m more plant-based for me, but, uh, but what I mean by that is uh, we really wanted to make sure we knew where we sourced the ingredient. We banned plastic in our house. We started to really be much more uh, relevant and, and friendly to the environment. And, uh, and also living in this, between France and New York, we saw the contrast, but also some similarity. So the contrast was that in France, you know, uh, we saw people taking time to really enjoy life. And uh, in New York, people are very busy, but yet are aspiring to have, you know, to live well, to have great ingredients, to do yoga, meditation, and so on and so on. But everything in a scheduled way. So Bastide was a brand that my wife and I we were customer. It was called Cote Bastide at the time. And uh, we said, I was about to do a startup, and she said to me, why don't you buy this brand? And this brand was actually everything we wanted to, to be. It was handmade by artisans. It was locally sourced. Uh, ingredients were coming from, you know, the, the region. Uh, bottles were in glass. Uh, everything was like that. And so we said, my God, this is beautiful. It's the opposite of the industrial era. It's about back to the source, back to, to authenticity, to, uh, back to give back to the small business uh, owners, uh, and so on and so on. So we bought Bastide, and uh, uh, we uh, developed products that are, you know, on the 98 uh, average percent of... Uh, naturality and uh, and uh, we kept everything in glass and uh, aluminium except for the, the the shower liquid soap which uh, obviously for safety reason is in plastic but the idea was also to have everything done by small uh, lab small manufacturing enough to scale it but not something that where we lose quality we lose uh, uh, you know, the genuine, genuine uh, 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 ideas of provenance of ingredients. Was the brand for sale when your wife suggested this? No, the brand was not for sale, <laughs> but we knew, we knew the owner and, uh, and she was very kind and she always asked me to actually help her business-wise. And, and I did, obviously, for, for free as a friend. And then one day I said to her, it seems to me that you guys struggling because you know, you're lacking cash and so on and so on. So why don't I 
partner with you. We started uh, as a partner, but then uh, she was getting old. She was 74 or 75 years old. And she says, you know what, take it over. And we did that. Um, has the former owner of Vestid seen what you've done with the brand? Is she aware? You know, yes. Uh, uh, her name is uh, uh, Anne and, uh, you know, and our kids. They, they did, sorry, Anne and our kids, and they, they, they live in the area, so they see the boutique, they see what the website is and the Instagram, and uh, obviously they, 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 they feel like it's a, it's a whole revival, but they love the idea that we kept uh, 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 the artisans of the, and local artisans and uh, and so on. So yes, they 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 can't believe. You know, it's their baby. They can believe what happened, but uh, it seems that it's a little bit too too uh, elevated for them. A little bit too uh, uh, how would I say global, sophisticated. But 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 they love the the the, the love the brand. You know, I'm sure that you can have a lot of compassion for uh, the former owner of the brand, considering you were at a time a former owner of your own brand, right. namesake brand, right? Your brand with your name was out in the world right. without your leadership. So I'm sure you can have a lot of compassion for what it's like to um, have that experience, uh, right? Absolutely. the world, not leading your brand. Uh, absolutely. So let's talk about that. Let's go back in time a little bit, right? This is a little different than the former owner of Bastige. Her name was not on the brand. Yes. Um, yours was. So um, I've had this conversation with you know many leaders and accomplished talent in our industry where they start a brand with their name and then they exit the brand, but their name is still attached. And there, there, um, I'm sure are a lot of emotions involved in that. Right. What, what were some of the significant emotions for you before you were able to buy it back? You know, it, it was interesting because when I sold it, you know, I thought, oh my God, great! It's it's an amazing hands. It's a global company. They have more power than anyone in distribution, marketing, and so on and so on. Then, short after that, I realized that actually the company was too big for the brand, and the brand was too, uh, you know, too, uh, how would I say, uh, uh, too small for them to pay attention to. So all of a sudden, I saw the brand that had a great legacy, that had great potential, shifting away from the, the core, you know, ideas. And the, it was no longer being genuine. It was no longer being, uh, you know, with a soul. It was more about, you know, how can we do innovation product and uh, put it out of the market? And how do we do with pricing? How do we do, you know, it was all about, you know, data and uh, which is interesting and good, but not enough, not enough uh, sincerity, not enough genuine messages. And to me was, oh God, we, this is impossible. We need to buy it back. I need to buy it back. And the opportunity came, you know, 2018. I'm glad we did. And, you know, uh, it's been a hard work because, uh, we had to revamp and change everything, which is, you know, packaging. Uh, uh, we uh, refabricated. Uh, we actually did a custom bottle with 95% uh, of recycled plastic, and it's 100% recyclable. And also, I wanted to reflect the life we have with Bastide is, uh, you know, we need to be clean. You know, we need to be clean. So uh, the formula... Uh, we developed formula with uh, no silicone, no paraben, no phthalines, and to be as clean as we can, but yet to not compromise the performance because we are, after all, uh, a professional brand, a salon brand, 
And the first critics, obviously, are the stylists and the colorists. When they don't like something, it's, a, it's, a, it's the end of it. So, yes, so buying the brand was very interesting to me because it was about, it was about to make it relevant and modern and modern for today. So let's talk about this process because, you know, you've been in this business for a long time. So you've seen this not just from your own experience, but from um, other brands, right? So an entrepreneur, an innovator builds something, then a strategic gobbles it up, but then it flounders, right? It, like without the magic of the entrepreneur and the magic of that entrepreneurial attitude, um, these brands don't mean as much, right? Like a brand is not just the goop in the bottle, right? It's what, you, what you're buying into, right? The, the idea is the essence. So, um, but we keep seeing this, right? Grow a brand, sell a brand, brand, blah, 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 right? Like it keeps happening. Why, do, why, do, why does this keep happening? Like why, why do strategics buy things that they know that they can't do well with? You know, Why do entrepreneurs sell to those partners? Right. I think the attraction is actually because of that. The attraction is that they cannot do brand like we do, where, you know, when a founder brand does it, it's, it's, it's invested with their own sweat and tears in the sense of, you know, it's, it's, it's reflecting a very important ideology. It's, a, it's about, it has a message, it has a story. You know, it's not fabricated by just, oh, my God, marketing came up with an idea. Let's do that. It's, it's real. It's, it's, it's authentic and all this. And then, you know, also they love the idea. You know, for, in my case, you know, let's not forget, I was the first one to introduce luxurious hair care. Hair care has always been, you know, uh, considered as a, as, a, as a mass market brand, as a, you know, uh, as a staple brand. So, so... For me, it was very important to say, my God, my, my customer used skincare at three to four hundred dollars a little jar of three, four ounce. And why would the, the hair care product uh, above would be uh, eight to nine dollars? That doesn't make sense. So it was very important to me to go back and go to the labs and, you know, develop product that had the same uh, uh, technology and innovation as skincare. And uh, and uh, make sure that the, the you know the formulation was uh, very much uh, uh, you know uh, uh, cutting edge, and uh, by doing that and 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 developing a, a packaging that would not look like a mass market but uh, more like a, a skincare brand. So all of a sudden, uh, my brand uh, was sitting on the shelves next to fantastic brands like La Prairie or La Mer or Chanel and so on. So it was it was basically. Uh, sitting in a, with a good friends there, and uh, uh, and that's that's that was the only brand who was sitting in luxury. So that was attractive for the strategic. But you know, the the, the good news is this: is that you know, uh, uh, I was about to buy it and uh, and to to bring back what I call you know the 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 soul and uh, and uh, the credibility and the authority that the brand deserves. So if you could give advice to our listeners who are, many of them are, you know, the private equity people or the strategics who make acquisitions, advice to the strategic who's about to buy a brand that has an entrepreneurial spirit and is founder-led, um, what would you tell them to help them nurture continued success for that brand? You know, very importantly, when you buy a brand, it's to make sure that, first of all, you understand the success of the brand. 
that you understand the, the origins and you know the element that made the brand a success. And if it's because the founder is there, then you have to make sure you have a good understanding with the, the founders. You know, Estée Lauder does a great job with that, by the way. They acquire brands like Le Labo and uh, 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 and uh, uh, Frédéric Marle and Killian, and they really are, I think, really uh, working hands in hands with the, with the founders. So the idea is really to make sure that, uh, first of all, you don't change everything. You know, the first thing the uh, uh, strategy do is that, oh, they, they eliminate the office, they put you back in a corporate building. So no, leave everything a little bit quirky. Leave everything, you know, don't disrupt anything because all of a sudden you lose not only the audience, but you lose your team because the team love that idea of being scrappy, the, the, to be, you know, uh, to be uh, more thinking out of the box. And, and that's what strategists uh, have a tough time with because everything is about, you know, protocol and, uh, you know, and marketing, uh, uh, what I call marketing 101. So, so that's, a, that's a very important to, for, to, to me that to, to understand that, uh, you know, when you buy a brand, private equity or not, is that embrace, embrace the, 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 the success and why you're buying it. So, um, you know, as you work from home and there's distractions all around you, this is a good transition to my next topic, which is about this uh, idea of being agile. So in our pre-call, you and I talked a lot about this and how the demands of today are forcing us all as marketers to be even more agile. But I mentioned to you, I'm like, but wait, we were crazy agile before. Like I was, I wake up in the morning with my head spinning about all the news and all the innovations and all the new platforms, right? So like constantly being agile before COVID, now we need to be more agile. Like how many more cells, how many more like body cells and brain cells are there left <laughs> to put into whatever the new agile looks like? So let's talk a little bit about what it takes right now as someone who's been through this before from, as an entrepreneur to stay agile? What does that mean to you as you're leading your team today? You know, that's a very good question. I think the, the, the most important thing about uh, being agile today is, is to listen uh, uh, to your staff, uh, you know, and to, to really uh, brainstorm ideas with them and uh, to listen also to, uh, to uh, the customer. You know, I mean, we more than ever, you know, you have to re check your reviews, uh, engage your customer, build a community, um, and 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 then also what I love the most, and that's to me, this is why a founder is important. Is what I love the most is to take example from other other department, other categories, the food, uh, you know, the leisure, the the uh, entertainment, and take ideas from there because at the end of the day, to me. The most important thing about the brand is to make sure that you develop an incredible relationship with your customer, that uh, the, that uh, the customer feels a trust, feels uh, 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 that they can live vicariously to the brand, and you know that that is to me it's not about selling the product. That should be a natural. It's about how can you serve your customer. How can they they feel like you really genuinely helping them and uh, uh, and and that's the agility for me it's about you know making sure that you, first of all you bring even if we are working at home that the environment around your team is right so to make sure that you know when you do zoom you know uh, 
conference, the host has to be the first one, so you can greet them. Uh, maybe uh, once everyone is there, uh, instead of jumping right into the subject of the meeting, is uh, de-icing everything and making a little joke, uh, appropriate, obviously, uh, or, uh, or even just talk about, you know, the weather the uh, or anything, you know, just to make sure that everybody feels, you know, uh, comfortable and relaxed. So that sounds like the... Um person who's welcoming guests into their country home, right? That's sort of the same idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so important that you don't change your attitude in business as the way you are in, in your real life. It's like, you know what, H how would you do if you are hosting, you know, your friends or uh, how do you behave with your family? It's the same thing. You make sure that, you know, everybody feels great, uh, community, communicative, two ways, always important. And, uh, and to make sure that, uh, you know, uh, everyone uh, uh, has a, a, a sense of, uh, uh, of, uh, of being um, invested. So what has changed um, during this time period from your customer? What are they asking for that's different than they were even three months ago? Uh, well, in our business, you know, being in quarantine for 40 plus days, you know, obviously the number one is, the question is about hair color, roots. How can you do that? I mean, I never got so many texts or email in my life about how to help, you know, and even DM on, you know, uh, on Instagram. People just checking, oh, how can we do that? Oh, how can I cut my hair? How can I cut my kids' hair? And so on. So we did a few tutorials on that. Uh, hair color is a little bit more challenging. Uh, but but uh, uh, otherwise is basically uh, helping them uh, you know how to to manage their own hair at home. You know even if we are at home and more relaxed, people still feel like the the need of and and I applaud that to be groomed to be you know it doesn't matter if you have a t-shirt and a polo uh, as opposed to be dressed up like an office. But you know. The people love to have that. They love to have still, you know, a little bit of lip gloss or uh, 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 of the hair gel or anything like that. So, so I think the the, the important here is the importance here is to, is to make sure that everybody feels, you know, still engaged and uh, and uh, uh, like like it's not so remote. So I will say that on Zoom you can't see the grays. There's something about the Zoom platform <laughs> that was created by somebody who didn't want to see their gray hairs. Because even though in the mirror, I see them, you know, quite obviously over Zoom, it's really hard to detect them. So that's sort that's of the great. magic, the magic <laughs> of the platform. So, you know, let's, um, let's talk about something you said a few minutes ago um, about how you're approaching business in, this, in these conditions. It sounds like you have a very long view of the business or the businesses as opposed to a short-term view. Is that true to the nature of how you run your businesses? Yes, you know, first of all, I think it's so important that uh, for the sake of everyone, you know, the staff, uh, the customer, all this, you know, a brand needs to have a long vision because if, if it's a short vision, it's very easy to, to see it. Uh, that means, you know, you rush to do things, you, you do, you, innovation becomes more trendy and uh, mm -hmm. uh, 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 it's not substantial enough. So I think it's so important that, you, you, you know, you take the time to make sure that, you know, for me, it's important that a product, it's timeless. You know, 
uh, it has to be a long longevity. So it's not about today. It's how can mm-hmm. it last for a long time uh, uh, on the shelves. So yes, and also, you know, if you think about it, the way we live, it's not, you know, when when we change the way we live, it's not just like a, a period of time that is two, three years. It's, you know, it goes for a long time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think when we adapt to that, you know, it's whether it's a sustainable packaging or clean formula, you know, you have to think about longer. You know, doing sustainable and clean means, first of all, that you have to invest more than in before. So, so the cost of doing that, it's, you know, it's much higher, okay? So you cannot, you know, just go into that business for short term because you're not going to recoup the, the, the investment right away. So you have to think about, you know, how can you build a solid brand for, for the future? So five years ago, you were not, you were not running two businesses. You were a consultant, right? Your name was out there on product that you were not making, but um, you were not entrepreneurialism in that moment. And now five years later, you're running two brands with very long-term views through a crisis. So um, how does it feel to be an entrepreneur again? You know, it's it's definitely a, a change. You know, it's a little bit more chaotic, obviously, with COVID uh, in addition to that. But before pre-COVID-19 is, you know, there is so many brands. I mean, I forgot the number of brands that just flourishes every day in our, in our beauty industry. It's like hundreds, okay? So the market is saturated. It's saturated with brand. It's saturated with messages. It's saturated, saturated with, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, ideas and all this. So how do you get out of this incredible clutters of brand? And um, and and then I know I realized, you know, my God, this is distracting. This is actually, a, a, you know, a, a very much a, a, a frustrating. So I, I said, okay, we have to focus on what we do best and not deviate it, not try to be distracted with everything else. The good news is that we have a a name that has had credibility, authority, and stand for excellence and uh, and luxury. So let's keep that. Let's keep that even if we go a little bit more mainstream. Let's make sure we, we keep that message, make sure that uh, people realize that uh, we are uh, uh, useful, that we are, you know, uh, uh, helpful, and certainly that we are, you know, uh, 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 that people are proud to have our bottles in their shower you know i love that the idea when i get messages is oh my god i think of you every day because you know i see your bottle in the shampoo in my showers so so those 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 are the things that uh, we need to focus on well thank you frederick so much for your wisdom is incredible to hear from you today thank you very much for having me and for our listeners i hope you enjoyed this interview please subscribe to our series on itunes and for updates about the show follow us on instagram at where brains meet beauty podcasts thanks so much thanks for listening to where brains meet beauty with jody katz tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders